We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And today on episode one, we're going to discuss how teams should approach fourth down. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone that you can get a special 30% discount to a Rotoviz subscription by signing up through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Fourth down decision making is something that is highly scrutinized and often criticized. If you listen to episode zero, you know that I'm not just a football coach, but a math teacher. So the numbers in these situations matter a great deal to me. And I think that a great place to start this discussion is with a 2014 New York Times article titled Fourth Down, When to Go For It and Why. It's a piece that compiles 10 years of data to show what the optimal decision is on fourth down of every distance up to 15 yards at every yard line. So I think to really understand the article, it's really important to understand the math that goes into these calculations Uh, Figuring out if it's best to go for it on fourth down is about a lot more than just conversion rate. You really need to be able to calculate expected value or EV. So to keep it simple, you have three options as a team on fourth down. You can go for it, you can punt it, 
or you can attempt a field goal. Uh, the expected value of any of these decisions is going to be the number of expected points from that decision for your team minus the number of expected points your opponent is going to have based on that decision. So just to give an example, say you have fourth and one at the opposing 10-yard line and you're trying to decide between kicking a field goal and going for it. A field goal from this distance is a pretty safe bet. If you look over the last 10 years, NFL field goal kickers have made about 96% of these kicks. So a really good shot at three points. But then you have to kick off and average field position is roughly the 24-yard line. If you go for it and get it and eventually score, your opponent is going to have the same expected points because we're still going to kick the ball off. They're still going to have that average field position of the 24-yard line but you're going to have more points on the board. Now on the flip side of that equation, if you go for it and don't get it, the other team has to drive 90 yards, uh, obviously a much further distance than if you kick the field goal. Uh, then we obviously are going to factor in that rate of conversion. So fourth and ones, the last 10 years, uh, you're 64% to convert. So when you look at that and you combine the other factors, you have for yourself a pretty easy decision. Now, obviously these calculations get a lot more complicated at other parts of the field, especially when you integrate that punting is a real option in a lot of other spots in the field. Uh, but really our goal here on fourth down decision-making should be to maximize expected value, maximize that EV. So if we're getting back to the article, there were a few general rules of thumb that the article gave, and I'm just gonna paraphrase here. Uh, fourth and one, you basically are going for it anywhere on the field. Fourth and two, you're going for it anywhere beyond your own 28-yard line. Fourth and three, you're going for it anywhere from your own 40 up to about the opposing red zone. Now, the range on where you should go for it continues to shrink at both ends. So it's shrinking from where you should go for it on your own side of the field and as you close in on midfield, and it's shrinking from you know, basically the opposing red zone and then closer to midfield. So it's shrinking from both sides. And it's really important to note that on the opposing side of the field, going for it is always replaced by kicking a field goal. So at no point is the optimal decision going from going for it to punting, uh, you know, on basically the right tail of this curve. You also aren't really recommended to punt at all past midfield until it gets to about fourth and seven. Now, there are a few things that I think you need to keep in mind when evaluating this data. Um, the first is that coaches currently just aren't being as aggressive as they have to. The New York Times article offers, you know, a, a graph of, you know, what you should do on fourth down and then what NFL coaches do most often. I really recommend that you check out the piece so that you can see the visual for yourself. But uh, to put it simply, there's just a lot of missed opportunities for NFL coaches based on the data. So I, I think that's really our first big takeaway is just that teams aren't going for it enough. But uh, a couple other things that you really want to keep in mind is that when you should make these decisions and what the best decision is, a lot of that is going to vary based on your offense and on the level of football. You can't just blindly look at the chart. So I'm a math guy. I love the numbers. But I think we can all agree that fourth and five of the 50 isn't the same for a team like the Cleveland Browns as it is for the New England Patriots. You know, that said, of course, most differences aren't that obvious. I would say that most teams fall into the range of 
uh, I, I guess, average. <laughs> and I would say that by the time a sample size is big enough to really describe your offensive quality, a lot of key decisions are already going to have come and gone. So it's really important for the coach to understand the quality of his team as quickly as possible. And in general, I would say you want to err on the side of aggressiveness. My general belief is just that, um, you know, if we're going to make a mistake, let's make an aggressive mistake. Let's never make a mistake because we're playing not to lose. Let's make a mistake because we're playing to win. Uh, now, J Jake Trotch, uh, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing the name incorrectly, he wrote a similar piece for a football study hall, but for college football. And this was titled, Maybe Field Goals Are Okay, a look at when college coaches should and shouldn't go for it. Uh, now, again, very similar methodology, of course, looking for that expected value, EV. Uh, and Trotch's findings had optimal collegiate decision-making being far more conservative than that in the NFL. So before, when I mentioned the New York Times article, we said that you want to go for on fourth and one basically everywhere. Well, in this piece for college football and based on the college data, any fourth down inside the 25, the numbers say that you should kick a field goal with the exception of fourth down at the one yard line. So we're being a lot more conservative on average in college in terms of the optimal decision-making. But I will say that I think a lot more variables are coming into play in this kind of a study. Uh, kicker quality has a far wider range of outcomes in college than it does in the NFL, as does quality of offense and the opposing defense. I mean, first of all, there's just a lot more teams, right? There's over 100 Division One college football programs. There's only 32 NFL franchises. So uh, just in terms of a pure range, it's going to be wider in college than in the NFL. So again, I, I think these decision-makings really emphasize understanding the quality of your offense, understanding the quality of your opponent. There certainly is a, a level of feel that I think is attached to this in addition to the numbers. And honestly, I actually believe that as we get lower in the ranks of football, so college, division one, then FCS, division two, et cetera, all the way down to high school, I would actually generally want to be more aggressive at the lower levels. Just because I think that, you know, ultimately when the athletes aren't as good, I want to be the aggressor with the players who know the play, know what we're trying to do, understand that we're trying to get a first down, understand our calls. Um, I'd like to take my chances being aggressive with those guys versus lower quality athletes on defense. I think there's a lot more opportunities for mental errors. There's a lot more opportunities to take advantage of mismatches. So I actually think that if we went into a contest and we made it part of our philosophy that we're going to be aggressive on fourth down, that we're going to go for it, and we knew what kind of plays we wanted to run in those situations, I actually think that you could optimize and it would be more valuable to be more aggressive. And that kind of leads me into this next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is just that the NFL chart from the New York Times article, it's important to understand that these calculations are based off of plays that have already occurred. But that, that math and, and those numbers could actually be skewing the odds closer to punting and kicking more than it should be. So I, I just took a look at conversion rate on fourth down by quarter the last 10 seasons. So in the first quarter, you're 69% to convert. In the second and third quarter, you're 61% to convert. And in the fourth quarter, you're 43% to convert. Uh, you know, if, it's, if a game goes to overtime, the sample size was pretty small here, but um, you were 64% to convert. So you can see that there's a really wide gap 
in success between the fourth quarter and literally any other time in the football game. So I posted these numbers on Twitter. Brian Malone, awesome Rotoviz writer, does some stuff for DLF, really smart guy, mentioned to me on Twitter, this may be the result of teams going for it at longer distances than in other situations. And sure enough, the average yards to go in the fourth quarter was more than twice that in the other three quarters. I think this is obviously fairly intuitive. Teams are being a lot more aggressive in the fourth quarter, not necessarily because they want to be, but because they have to be. And I think that that's really important to remember when we're talking about conversion rate. But even still, if we isolated fourth down attempts of just three yards or less, which is really the only split with a meaningful sample size, the breakdown is as follows. We have the first quarter, 68%, second and third quarter, 62%, fourth quarter, 54%. So there's still a drop, and we can see that uh, that drop is continuous throughout the football game. So when we factor in that 59% of all fourth down conversions over that time span occur in the fourth quarter, it's fair to assume that true success rate on fourth down conversions is probably even better than the numbers would indicate. And that tells us that we should probably be even a little more aggressive than the numbers tell us. And then that aggressiveness should occur earlier in football games. Uh, it would seem that you know, you're rewarded for going for it earlier in the game, be it because maybe a team, an opposing defense doesn't expect it, be it because you know the intensity of defensive play isn't as high. Um, I think that there's a lot of factors into it that go into it that are mental. You know, and certainly I think that in the fourth quarter when you're going for it, you know, teams know that these are four down drives. So I, I don't think that you're going to get the same level of sophistication on defense in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, as you are in the fourth. And I also think that you get uh, another bump here if you're playing with tempo. That's definitely a topic that we'll talk about a little later in this series. But if you're playing fast and it's the first quarter and all of a sudden, you know, it's third down, we don't get it. Now we're on the ball, we're running a play. The defense is scrambling because they're kind of expecting to get off the field. They think they just made a big stop. All of a sudden we run a play, we get a first down. So I think the tempo is definitely a factor as well. So, you know, I presented for you, I think, a lot of numbers, a lot of data. And I just want to conclude, I mean, my general philosophy in terms of fourth down would be as follows. Number one, we want to be as aggressive as possible, particularly early in the football game. Set the tone early that, you know, we think we're better than you. We're going to be going for it as often as possible. We're going to be the aggressor. And it's up to you to kind of stop what we want to do. Number two, I'm putting the punter away, you know, once I get around midfield, maybe even on my own 40 or 45 yard line, depending on the quality of my offense, you know, just, just put the punter away. Uh, a lot of these kicks, once you get inside midfield, that puts us at a, at a spot where like 19, 20% of all punts are going for touchbacks. So we were talking about a punt of 30 yards or less. I would rather just go for it. I want to keep my offense on the field. Again, I want to be the aggressor. I don't really think that that difference in field position is going to have a meaningful impact on expected points. And, and the math, of course, backs that up. And number three is the one that I'll talk about for a little bit longer. And I think it's probably the most important. You have to coach third down as if you're going for it on fourth down. You know, if I'm in a third and five situation, most teams in those situations, what are they trying to do? They're trying to get five yards, right? So they can get a first down, they can avoid punting, etc. But if I go into that third and five and I say, listen, if we can get this to be 
fourth and two, fourth and three. Maybe we get stopped shorts, fourth and one. You know, we can go for it. We have these plays that we think can get us two or three yards. We know that the math supports us going for it in those situations. Well, that should affect that. That is going to make you a lot more successful on your drives than if you just, you know, run the third down play to try to get five yards, don't get it, and then say, well, now we're going to try to get five yards again on fourth down. So you really want to put an emphasis, I think, on gaining yards on third down, even if it, it doesn't result in a first down. Maybe that means on third and five, we're going to run the football against you know a, a dime defense or, or a nickel defense. Maybe that means on third down, we're going to, run, we're going to throw the screen. We're going to throw the quick screen out to the receiver. We're going to throw a running back swing pass, just something to get our guys in space, maybe pick up a couple yards. So I think when you have the mindset that you're going to go for it on fourth down, that really opens the playbook for you even more on third down keeps you more multiple, gives you a lot of options. And I, and I would say, honestly, that when you do that, you're going to increase your third down conversion rate as well. Just because you're going to be running a lot more plays that maybe the defense isn't as prepared for, you're going to be running a, a wider mix of plays. It'll be more difficult for the defense to prepare. So I, I really think that this bullet point, that coaching third down, as if you're going for a fourth down, is a, a huge game changer to how we can coach football. So... Hopefully you enjoyed my thoughts on what to do on fourth down. That's going to do it for this edition of the Coach's Box. Again, this was episode one. And again, this is Anthony Amico, who you can find on Twitter at Amixta. Thanks for tuning in. Right now at T-Mobile, get an awesome iPhone XR on us when you bring your family over and trade in your old device. Because whether you have mom, dad, or a friend on your mind, it's a gift so bold and brilliant, you'll want to keep it for yourself. And most importantly, it's on us in six vibrant colors. Plus, with unlimited everything from T-Mobile, the awesome iPhone XR will have everyone snapping, streaming, and sharing to their heart's content all year long. But don't wait. It's only for a limited time. So visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE and get iPhone XR on us. If congested, customers using more than 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds due to prioritization. Video at 480p via 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers plus tax. Qualifying trade-in, port-in, service, and finance agreement required. Contact us before canceling our credit stop and remaining balance due. 64 gigs, zero down, plus 31.25 per month for 24 months. Pre-credit price, 749.99, 0% APR. One offer per account. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz summer event, like the 2019 C-Class sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz summer event, now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. 
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.